Hey, Alex here, and you're listening to another episode of the Market Avengers podcast. Today is Thursday, April 8th, and I hope you enjoy this episode on market cycles. If you can grasp the theory around this episode, there's a lot of money to be made for you. If you have trouble understanding the theory, then you want to play this episode a few times until you understand the flow and the cycle I've described. Stay tuned. So having a good understanding of the markets and basic technical analysis, very basic, makes understanding cycles a lot easier, especially if you've seen the chart and you've seen it for you know, at least a couple months and you've really kind of watched and seen how things moved. There's an article in, on Investopedia, I've linked it in the show notes, titled Market Cycles, The Key to Maximum Returns. In it, they mentioned four phases of a market cycle. You may remember them from past episodes that I've mentioned here and there, but I haven't uh, put them together in one episode. So I thought it'd be good to review them using this article because they, they really do work. It works on a broader market and also works on individual stocks as well. In a simple, uh, uh, I shouldn't even say simple, we're going to go super textbook with this, right? Here it is, super, super textbook. Markets rise flatten, fall, and then flatten at the bottom again. That's it. Think of like a hill, right? Flat, then the hill goes up, then the hill eventually has a plateau, then the hill eventually comes down, and the hill eventually flattens again, right? So the technical terms of it, in a not-so-simple way, is on in the article anyway, is accumulation, a word we've used before, Mark up being the second phase. We've never used that. It's kind of a weird term. Uh, Distribution, which we've used before. That's the top of the hill, the plateau. And mark down, right? And that's the the descending part of that uh, formation. So first, we go accumulation. When you hear accumulation, think about gathering, right? You're accumulating something. Prices have fallen and are now considered bargains or discounts by market participants. So they start buying or gathering shares. This can be after a general market bad news or specific company news that impact prices in the short term, but don't impact company fundamentals overall. So savvy investors see that as an opportunity to grab up shares. And it does, um, it does vary from time frame to time frame, whether using a daily, a five minute, a weekly, a monthly, it all varies but you can still see these formations on different uh, time zones. Just the importance and the strength is a little bit different. So number two, the mark up. Uh, again, this is a really lame name for it that Investopedia used, but whatever. So this is the second phase. The buying of stock prices, uh, stocks cause prices to rise, right? The savvy investors have started buying And uh, the prices begin to rise. So this invites new, fresh hands into the game. People who notice the stock begins to rise, and they see it as an opportunity to make some money with rising prices. So they jump in too. 
as the this phase continues, the bullishness begins to pour in, right? It really begins to build. And the people who gather during the accumulation phase see this uh, growing bullishness in the general market as a good way to begin unloading their position. If they bought up a lot, they bought a large position initially. They need bullishness. They need enthusiasm to begin unloading. They need buyers to buy the thing that they're selling. So they they see this rise, right? This rally as an opportunity to begin reducing their position once they've gotten enough of a gain, right? Now this uh, begins to slow down the market just a little bit, right? We see we see a rise out of the accumulation into the markup phase. It rises rather sharply and it begins to plateau, right? It begins to slow down a little bit, and even more people begin to come in because now the bullishness is at an all-time high. So people have a fear of missing out. So when the market starts stops shooting up and begins to slow down, this slowdown seems to the um, uninformed investor that like this is a point to buy, right? This is a good point to buy that markets have slowed down a little bit. I can jump in and it'll keep going, right? Now, prices can keep going even higher beyond this level. Even though people have already begun to sell, the savvy investors have already sold, prices can continue to go high. But savvy investors aren't worried about trying to pick tops and bottoms. They're going for their profits and being able to unload their positions without going against themselves. So even though prices can keep going, a lot of the early buyers have already begun to sell and these new, new hands represent mostly fresh hands in the game, right? So the savvy and the strong hands have already left. This is when you enter a distribution range because now the market is super bullish. We have more sellers begin to enter the market, right? As they see the market begin to top out, right? Flatten out at the top, you get sellers begin to enter and begin shorting the market, right? That being, again, being individual stocks, industries, or uh, the broader market as a whole. Now, when the, sh- the sellers enter, the market begins to enter a trading range because the sellers begin to resist the bullish moves, right? Now, now the, the bullish moves are being held up mostly by new hands. So the sellers and the new hands begin to fight because the new hands don't want to lose money, right? They just bought it. They don't want to lose and have it, the position go against them. So they try to hold tight as much as they can. But when the sellers eventually win, because sellers, or I should say sellers in general, um, are more experienced than buyers, right? People who short the market and short are typically more experienced traders and investors than people who buy. Because most people who enter the market enter on the buy side, right? It takes some time before people know how to learn how to short um, in a sophisticated way. So the sellers eventually begin to win. And we enter number three, the markdown phase. Now, once the sellers have succeeded in pushing prices lower, let's go back to those people, the new hands, right? The new bullish hands that were holding those positions. They can either continue to hold those losing positions um, or instead of hoping that the market turns around, they sell their positions and exit at a loss, Right, so a lot of people will hold on for dear life. They'll hold on. They'll be mad as hell that they held on, and they'll be mad at the stock market. They'll be mad that they've lost money, but they won't sell. And then there's people who are willing to sell just to get out of it. Right, they just want to be done with it because they're new hands. Right, they're fresh hands. 
they don't know what to do. They don't know anything about market cycles, so they just want to get rid of it, right? Start anew. At this point, right, new investors are patiently waiting for the accumulation phase to begin gathering again, right? If you understand market cycles and you see a market down phase, as the Investopedia likes to call it, right, the phase number three, when you see that happening, you're waiting for an accumulation phase, right? You're not waiting for a bottom. You're not trying to pick a bottom, right? But you're waiting for that accumulation. You're waiting for that flattening out at the bottom of the hill because uh, probabilities in your favor that it will begin to rise the hill again. Now, a saying on Wall Street sums up these market phases very, very well, as most of their sayings do. It's be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. Right? Be f- greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. These stages have been called a lot of names over, over time. And simply put, it's a tug of war between experienced investors and unexperienced investors. And more times than not, the experienced investor who knows how to ride these cycles will win. Right, One buys uh, when fear and panic causes equity prices to fall. Right? They begin gathering at what's conceived the perceived bottom. Like I said, the bottom is not a point, it's a range. Right, That's when the buyers uh, begin to check the sellers. Right, They jump in to start taking what the sellers are putting out into the market. Right, They're not worried about the lowest price. Right, They're looking for that, that range, that phase, that cycle. Now, they buy again with panic and fear, and the other waits for good news to buy. Right, and good news normally happens after the rally has already begun running its course. So the former, or the one who buys on fear and panic, actually sells to the latter, the one who buys on good news, they sell to them for a profit. So that's why I began and prefaced this episode with, you know, it does behoove us to learn these cycles, because learning the cycles allows you to position yourself to be the investor riding the enthusiasm up instead of the one selling at a loss um, after the enthusiasm has already set in, right? You could be the one selling for a profit instead of um, exiting position for a loss or being apprehensive to enter the market. If you understand these these cycles, again, these cycles are not 100% for every single stock, right? It doesn't always move in that direction because once you hit a mark down and then you hit an accumulation phase, that accumulation could also be another distribution, right? That trading range after a markdown can actually lead to more selling, right? It could be a pause in selling and then a continuation to the downside. So it's particularly important to understand the phases, but also be patient when trading them and to keep the probabilities open in your mind and don't think that just because a, a stock has been selling and is not going sideways that it has to go up, Right? Don't try to lock things into your mind like that. Keep an open mind. Understand that anything is possible. But learning these cycles, again, puts you on the the, um, strong side, the more educated side of the trade, which is usually the more profitable side. learn a lot from that episode. I know when I first came across this idea of market cycles, it turned a light bulb on in my mind. 
it all just seemed to make sense. And I hope this helps. And you can have your aha moment too. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying, be well and remember. As you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. <laughs>